For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Mordcast. Before I get started, I'd like to talk to you about Blanchard Family Wines, located between 18th and 19th in Blake and Monzee, in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. Um, now is the time, with restrictions being lifted, to uh, kind of take the time to get down to Blanchard Family Wines and get yourself a bottle of that 2017 Cabernet that I have been talking about for ages now, um, if it's still available, that is. Uh, but if it's not, they got other things that are all equally, almost equally as good. They've got uh, Pinot, they've got um, a Syrah, uh, they've got partnerships with Western Slope Wineries called Restoration and Storm Cellars. So, yeah, you can get those two. Um, or you could just go to bfwdenver.com, uh, look at what they got there. Um, check out the kind of what bottle of wine you want. They do delivery, they do shipment, and... You can do curbside pickup. Um, once again, it is, it's one of my favorite places to go in Denver. They also have these uh, virtual wine tastings, which are extremely popular. So if you go and decide to do a virtual wine tasting, um, my suggestion to you is to uh, book ahead of time. So um, these, some things are sometimes one month to two months in advance. Uh, keep that in mind when you go into book. They are very popular, but they are well worth it, and, they are, and you know there's a reason for their popularity, and I would highly suggest that you uh, go check that out immediately. Once again, they're located between 18th and 19th in Blake and Wazee in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. Go to bfwdenver.com to pick yourself up a bottle of wine for delivery, shipment, or pickup. When you talk to them, or when you go in, Tell him Jeff Morton from CSG Podcast sent you there. What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast, part of the CSG Network. I'm, of course, your host, Jeff Morton. Um, I never record a post-game podcast, so this is why, uh, actually, I sound different. I'm talking quieter. Uh, I do live with other people, so I'm trying to be respectful of them. Um, but uh, this is Jeff After Hours. So I, I hope you appreciate the lilting tone and the voice that kind of soothes you. Because the, despite my dulcet tones, the Denver Nuggets have a lot to be excited about, including a very big uh, win over the... And a big in a scope rather than big in magnitude. Um, win over the Charlotte uh, Hornets. And uh, the, 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 the win doesn't mean as much as what happened during the game. Um, and simply put, this was the big three coming out party, I think. All three of the Nuggets' big three, which is Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray, and Michael Porter Jr., uh, played well. Um, so well that this game wasn't in question midway through the third quarter. Um, in fact, the Nuggets began pulling away a bit coming into halftime, but really put the put the, the pedal to the metal uh, in the third quarter and really just 
blew out the Hornets. Um, and that had everything to do with Nikola Jokic, Michael Porter Jr., and Jamal Murray just playing out. Um, Michael Porter Jr., uh, for some reason, was in very late. Well, not, I don't say very late. He was actually midway through the third, fourth quarter, and the Nuggets were up by 28. Uh, he did have a notable moment with hitting a Steph Curry-esque uh, shoot turn before the uh, the shot goes in, and uh, no, it goes in. And, of course, the shot went in. Um, this is what we all have been wanting and expecting from this team. And it's occurred despite the less-than-optimal uh, way they have to play games right now with Mike, you know, Michael Malone starting... Paul Millsap alongside Michael Porter Jr. Um, but it's worked. And you don't want to look a gift horse in amounts in any sort of way. Jamal Murray's back to playing point. Um, they've evolved in a big-time way. And the Nuggets have generally, generally been, aside from the Dallas game, where they came out, extremely flat and we're obviously on the second night of a back-to-back uh this is a lot different this this team has just knowing how to either getting better through the year and they're knowing how to put teams away and this is the the, just such an encouraging development it's one of those games where i have nothing bad to say absolutely nothing bad to say uh to focus on michael porter jr a little bit michael porter jr had one of those games where you're like this is exactly what we have been saying. And and he's, he's let's face it, he's averaging over 20 points a game right now uh, through the last eight, eight games, I believe. He's been over 20 points, I think. Don't quote me on that one. Uh, in each of these games, except for maybe the Milwaukee game. But I don't, don't like I said, don't quote me on that one. Um, and this is what you wanted to see. And this is the result of getting consistent minutes uh, and having a consistent role, period. And this is something that I think heading off of that Boston game where you just didn't know, you did not know if he was going to be able to overcome the stresses of this year. Immediately after that game, he started playing better, and he has been better ever since then. It has been amazing to watch. Michael Malone in the post-game presser spoke about Michael Porter Jr.'s uh, what I would call defense. Uh, what I would call what his, his version of defense. Right? He said that he held um, uh, Gordon Hayward to, I think, what was it, seven, nine or seven or nine points. It wasn't much. Uh, Gordon Hayward has had a great year, as has been pointed out. And, and Michael Porter Jr., I mean, look, he had some defensive lapses, and he will in every game, but, you know, hey, fuck, so does, so does Will Barton, right? So does Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray had a stretch in the, in the second half where he just was late on rotations about three straight possessions. It, it, it happens, right? I'm not worried about that. As I take a drink of my LaCroix. Um, I'm not worried about those things. What I want to see is progression, and I want to see is better. And he's been getting better. And it's been just tremendous to watch. Tremendous to watch. This team with Michael Porter Jr. hitting his stride is an elite team. And they can be an elite team with a really high ceiling. And that should encourage every 
single Nuggets fan. It's amazing to watch the evolution uh, that has been going on because ever since that they started putting, putting Porter at the four, there was that stretch where it was just, I think it was born out of necessity, but it was something that Ryan Blackburn, myself, a few others have been calling for. And that kind of opened things up. And I think it made Porter understand that he could do other things. And he, and he I mean, look, even during this game, he's late covering Gordon Hayward. He's still late. Uh, he, he, he ends up trailing quite frequently. Uh, and trailing on these, uh, just, that's what got him in trouble in when he was at the beginning of the year um, and through certain sections of the midpoint of the year. Uh, Porter at the three was suboptimal um, because he can't his his ability to stay in front of someone is diminished um, and Hayward was getting by him but one of the things that you saw tonight was Porter was able to close now look I don't want to harp everything on Porter but that was good and then Michael Malone spoke about that after the after the game. Um, Jokic had a Draymond Green triple-double, uh, 12-10-10. Uh, didn't really have to do much. Uh, in fact, I think, I, think, I think Jokic is happier getting those triple-doubles than he is with the points. I will be honest with you. Uh, he would prefer not to score as much as he does. I mean, everyone knows this. Uh, these, the Draymond Green triple-double, 12-10-10, is, is where probably he would like. And I think he would prefer to be like at the 17 18 points, maybe 20 points, uh, 10, 12 rebounds, and 10, 12 assists. I think that is where he feels that he is uh, just being able to to uh, do his best work. Uh, Jamal Murray had uh, 19 or 22 points, 19 points, 19 points, um, and didn't really need to come back in the game. Uh, was hitting some big threes, uh, had some good passes, one great pass to the to, uh, to Jokic, it was just good to see the synergy between the three. And it wasn't necessarily about how they played, quote, together. It was more about how the entire coalescence of everything came together. And I think when you look at a Nuggets team, particularly this one, when you, when you, when you take a step back and you just examine this team, there are fundamental flaws in the way that they are currently and had to be constructive due to Jeremy Grant uh, buggering off for the same amount of money, right? And those are lack of versatility in certain areas, having to replace him with a more traditional power forward in, J- in Jermichael Green, and then losing the wing depth with Tori Craig and having Faco Campasso in there, who has who played great tonight, by the way. Fantastic. I, I love the way Faco Campasso played. Um, but they they had to they had to improvise in a way that was suboptimal and it's it, they're making it work. Um this is all going to lead eventually to what amounts to the trade deadline, and I'm not entirely sure what they're going to do. Um, 
I'll be honest with you, I think that they, they would they they always keep their options open, but with the way they're playing now, you kind of don't want to mess with the chemistry, and it and it's a catch twenty two because I think they do need other things. But right now, I mean, would you want to upset the chemistry, which is inevitably what would happen? I mean, P.J. Tucker was traded to uh, the Milwaukee Brooks Bucks from the uh, 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 Houston Rockets, so he's he's off the market. There's a couple other players out there that you could maybe look at, but in reality, and this is something that we that Tim Connolly has to face every year, and and other such <laughs> front office executives. If your team is rolling, do you really want to mess with it? And it's all about whether you feel that this is going to be a a, a group of P, of players that are able to get you above a certain mark. Uh, Will Barton had himself another good game. Will Barton is playing well. Um, where I think Nuggets fans need to get with Will Barton is to accept the loud mistakes in order to get the good stuff. That's where you need to be. That's a, it's a bargain. You need to accept the loud mistakes, the, the mistakes that uh, you will make you scratch your head and scream at the top of your lungs. Um, accept those because it will lead to other things. Other good things. And I think that is ideally where people need to be with Will Barton. Because he is the first quarter player. Not necessarily through the rest of the game. But he gives them a great way to get the offense started and the templates and, and the like the table set in the first quarter, right? And that is really important. Um, let me tell you a story. Um, this was relayed to me by my friend uh, Sandy Clough. Dan Issel used to know that he could get a cheap, he, he referred to it as a cheap, 10 to 12 points in the first quarter, early in the first quarter, before defenses were set um, and found their way. That was mentioned a little bit tonight by uh, Chris Marlowe. This Nuggets team uh, needs Will Barton getting those cheap points to help their offense out because it really sets the table for what happens at the rest of the game. Dan Issel just knew it. He just knew that you could get that uh, before the defense is key in. You can get this. You can get you can get your once once again cheap points and. Will Barton is the master of cheap points because you notice that it's not as easy for him the rest of the game. That doesn't mean that he can't score like that. It means that he's providing a role that is really important for the Nuggets. And it's that set table setter first quarter offense that they really need sometimes. Particularly, they needed that against the Dallas Mavericks um, and some other teams. Um, they held even the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, so, all in all, great win. Nuggets pound the crap out of the Charlotte Hornets. You love to see it. Uh, it was so positive that it, it made me do a post-game podcast. So, hey, uh, good, 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 good. It was a good enough win to spur me out of uh, what I usually do. It breaks my, my, my routine. 
Anyway, thank you all for joining me on Latesmore Cast. The next two podcasts are going to be movie pod, or excuse me, music podcasts. Uh, I will be have, inter- interviewing uh, my uh, rock star guest, who I won't reveal right now, but uh, he's coming back for another interview. And I'll be doing a Gen X music show on the goth music, so I hope you look forward to that. Thank you all for joining me on Latest Morecast. I'll be talking to you soon. Goodbye. Oh, and thank, happy thank St. Patrick's Day. Sláinte. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.